0: what's up everybody and welcome to season two of the apartment 113 podcast where we talk with cool folks in the cannabis and psychedelics industry to learn about their projects and celebrate their successes. My name is Rob Sanchez and this is episode 55. Today, to celebrate the new season, we're joined again by our first ever guest, Munir Haq. Munir is the Vice President at Cure8 IT Services. Cure8 has provided IT and security services to the cannabis industry since 2016. For the last seven years, they have helped plan, set up, and manage the tech and security stacks for hundreds of cannabis facilities throughout North America, including the first recreational stores in Canada. Their mission is to help all cannabis businesses, regardless of size or budget, obtain the professional-grade IT and security they need to get licensed, started, and achieve their full potential. Munir and I catch up after a year and discuss the state of the industry, cannabis with family, changes in our consumption habits, and a few other interesting tangents along the way. Find out more at cure8.tech and enjoy the show. Munir, welcome to the show, man. It's season two at that. Yeah, man. I, I, uh, I'm
1: stoked. I'm stoked you started this. Uh, I like what you're doing and I'm super excited that you were like, hey man, come back. see us again.
0: Yes. Yeah, I owe you because you were that first guest. You know, there wasn't really a platform to, to, to stand on or anything yet, so we had to have that first conversation.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. You know, I've, I've hung out with you outside of this, outside of work, outside of cannabis. And there's always something to talk about. Somehow, always comes back to uh, cannabis, right?
0: Right. It's like, it's this core of the of the conversation right now, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Well, welcome back to Apartment 113, man. It's good to have you and, and awesome to kick off a second season, bring you back as our kind of uh, our, our grand uh, appearance here. And we'll see who else we can get as repeat guests as the, as the season unfolds. Solid. But yeah, man, how, how have things been for you since we spoke? Um, you and Cure 8. It's been
1: great. Um, myself, out of the Curate family, all of last year, I think I've been on and off of flight like every, about every week and a half to two weeks throughout the whole year. Wow. Um, yeah. But, and I, I know that part sounds rough and it, it kind of is. When the flight exceeds two and a half hours, I've like developed this kind of weird. Like, I don't feel like sitting anymore. Like, and they start
0: checking my... <laughs> it's like a fidgetiness, walk. huh?
1: Fidgetiness, yeah. So that that's different from last year. That started. Uh, but uh, I am super fortunate to have experienced all these markets and all these events and all these shows and all these people uh, by doing so.
0: Yeah, man. That's, I mean, quite a, quite a travel schedule. But getting to experience different markets, see them in different stages or see businesses at different stages of development too... Got to imagine it's it really broadens the perspective and, and it gives you a good glimpse of the culture and the scene. Yeah, 100% agree. Are there any regions that you've been spending uh, more time in? I know you're based on the West Coast. Have you been having to go all the way across to the East?
1: Yeah, a lot of the action right now or action for us is on the East. Um, so Midwest to East. So quite a bit of time in Michigan. Uh, you know, they're a little bit of OG, but you know, spending time with them, but then New York, New Jersey, Maryland, Minnesota. So that, that kind of east, far east region.
0: Yes. Yeah, I'm excited to see a lot of those yeah. markets kick off, man, um, especially Minnesota. I think that's a state that f- feels like it should have gotten involved yeah. earlier. Uh, yeah. And now that they finally did, I think it's they're going to get a lot of traction, catch up with Michigan, and maybe put Colorado to the test. You know, <laughs> I, th- I just think there's a lot of folks in Minnesota ready for it. And you've got long winters. So nothing makes that better, like growing your own cannabis or, you know, consuming with friends. (laughs) Yeah. And in a
1: playful, competitive way, you got to watch out for these markets that have been sitting there for a while. Right. Because they have the opportunity to watch and try and listen and ask questions right before they like kind of go for
0: it. I mean, you know. Right. They're going to take they're going to take all the lessons and try to put their spin on it. Uh, Yeah try to perfect it of course everyone thinks they're going to do it better that's the that's the fortunate and the unfortunate thing because then they're going to find new problems probably that you know others didn't find 100 percent. well when it comes to uh, the curate services uh yeah. are there any new aspects or elements of that service since we spoke last year
1: yeah so last year when we spoke um we were doing a lot more just on the network side and uh, when it comes to dispensaries, installing the network, a solid n- network, securing it, doing the cameras, and um, finishing it off with the POS and all the peripherals that go along with that, right? Like TVs and kiosks.
0: Right. A full tech stack for the full operation. Full tech stack.
1: Yeah. yeah. And through, from the middle of the year, our security expertise started coming in because operators were seeing the value of us doing that full let's call it the right side right you know the 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 cameras and the the network and the pos and all the peripherals saw the value of us finishing it off right so doing the access control door security and bringing in the alarms and then all the cabling that is encompassed with all of those areas that i talked about so um turnkey
0: so wow. it's yeah, become, so actually setting up their full their full building from the electrical all the way out to the finishing. The point of sale at that point is like icing on the cake.
1: Hundred percent, yeah, and and then tying everything back to the network.
0: I see, and then keeping everything secure with um, like redundant networks and things like that. Correct. Yeah, and then staying online is um, essential to business. I know many point of sale companies offer like offline modes and services like that. But they are not, um, they're not ideal. You still don't want to be offline um, as long as possible. You're going to be recording some annual transactions or...
1: You yeah, know, ex- you know, outside exceptions. a neighborhood power outage, right, which is like extreme, uh, you're right, you never want to be offline. And you, and once you're offline in any way, you're losing the experience that you've, you're being able to deliver the experience you have created, right, As as a store. So... What we aim to do is to allow the, the facility, the, you know, the dispensary to never lose that experience.
0: Yes. And I mean, for some of these businesses, uh, I guess power is even more than the transaction if they can't get the locks on the front doors to open and things like that. Yeah. And, and
1: then you've what, like put your, your team at risk and your facilities at risk and you're not
0: compliant um right that's that's all kinds of uh not good right i don't know if metric auditors will uh, (laughs) give you much of a break for being out of power for making those transactions no nice man so a whole whole lot of travel over to the east that's always pain a little bit losing a day in that travel but man is it nice coming back it's like a little good call it the time travel exactly (laughs) it's a little capsule where you could get a few hours of things done, catch a nap or something, and same time it. when you get back.
1: I love it. I always try to, everyone kind of makes fun of me because they're always like, why do you always book the first flight out? And it's it's rough, right? It's like the 6 a.m. on the East Coast. Like, because I'd get home like at 10 a.m. and, and you I have the ride. whole
0: day, basically.
1: Yeah, I can <laughs> do what you said, take a nap and then wake up and have my whole day while other partners are like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm about to get on this flight. And I'm like, cool, I'm already home.
0: <laughs> they're taking a red eye, essentially. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and... Are you guys still servicing some Canadian markets as well?
1: Yeah. Um, so w- Toronto, um, the city, the region, uh, M- Mississauga opened up, and Mississauga has created a lot of opportunity for the existing uh, Ontario market. So we're still okay, doing cool. that. Yeah, and there's, there's sprinkles. I mean, Canada's Canada's been a journey, right? Like the, the, the start to the boom to the oversaturation and then the you know, mergers acquisitions
0: and is it in a little of a lull right now, or yeah. is it just kind of a rebuilding period at this point? I'm not. I need to bring on some Canadian-based guests and uh, get a better pulse on that.
1: Yeah. So from from our point of view, yeah, it's a little bit of a lull and a lot of uh, just a lot of kind of disappointment with the gray market still being active, and you know, um, uh, the legal market having to compete with those price points um makes it hard
0: yeah Uh, that's a and that's such a battle because i on one hand it's like all right don't demonize the gray market and run your legitimate business there's benefits there that you can take advantage of to ideally out price or out quality the gray market but on another hand if your customers are segmented by a, a market that's not legitimate I mean, I understand the complaints, man. That's rough. You don't want to deal with that. Um, yeah, losing the potential market. I know that the industry there is strong. Um, one time I was there and actually saw just like an online. You just buy bud. People yeah. brought it to you in a Manila envelope. <laughs> I mean, in, in some ways, the gray market hasn't figured out that way. I guess, but <laughs> it's yeah, not, not quite you know, above the board.
1: It's there. There's been a lot of cool things that we got to experience though in in Canada. Like we built the first dispensary in a mall, like across from a Wetzel's pretzel.
0: <laughs> like Isn't that crazy? It's just like know. standard, your standard retail outlet. That's yeah. really the, the proof, proof of concept, man.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then we built, uh, we built dispensaries and shipping containers. That was pretty cool. They take
0: like two and fuse them together. Oh, nice. Yeah. Those custom shipping container buildings are something else, man. I don't know what that takes. I've seen some really cool ones that are like stacked all, uh, all mismatched. I like that style.
1: Yeah. So Canada's Canada's definitely done a lot of cool, cool things, but I think the building a dispensary in a mall is probably one of the coolest experiences
0: for sure, man. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to the Canadian market still picking up. I mean, there's definitely the consumer base there. The businesses are there. They have beautiful, you know, multi-million dollar facilities that are all teched out, you know, ready to go that, uh. I Think they're they're right on the edge. Their model is maybe just developing a little differently than the state-based model that we've got here.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's federally you know it's legal. So the fact that you can go in and just pay with a credit card—that's um, crazy. <laughs>
0: yeah, and then you can also your taxes are different as well. So you're being able to tax an expense what you're truly doing on your business. You no know, yeah. 280e. Huh. Yeah, yeah. And the rest of that fun stuff. Yeah. So when, when customers get started with Curate, uh, which point in their life cycle do they come to you guys and kind of um, where's the jumping on point?
1: Yeah, so we, um, we've we been coming in very early because of the education that we have been giving into the market on what it takes to open up a facility, right? Cultivation facility or a, um, a dispensary or a delivery, all the things that you need to think about. And because we're speaking to a lot of that folks are reaching out to us in application stage. So while oh, they're wow. reaching yeah. out to us in application stage, it's um, I think it's a, from an educational standpoint and setting them up for success, it's an awesome time because we can give them budgets roughly what they have to think about.
0: Yeah. Then, Those and constraints they, from the, from the other projects aren't there yet. Ex- exactly. Right. And um, and we can
1: push back and kind of play and hear what their vision is. And maybe their vision is too grand for, um, you know, right now, but so we can help them phase it out, um, and, and, and be successful in, in opening, right. To getting to generate revenue.
0: So Yeah. Kind of so. eliminate some surprises hopefully and help them kind of set, set a, uh, a good level to start. I think. Some business owners can um jump the gun a little bit at times with, with budgets and ideas. So getting those contractors and folks involved as early as possible I imagine is helpful.
1: It's very helpful, yeah. And you know, we have we have some sister companies, uh, through our parent company that can help and some partners that can really come in and um help them with the, the application part and then um, you know, we can assist with this the security plan portion of it and how your IT needs to be and make sure that it hits all the compliance uh, regulations, right? And the amount of cameras, et cetera, et cetera. So, I think uh, you know it's been really good in a lot of these markets that we're coming in that early, uh, because then we sit there and we hang out and we wait. And once they get their license and they find their facility, it's all systems go.
0: Yeah, man, you guys are kind of vicariously seeing those businesses form too. you know, being a part of them. I imagine that's awesome to see, you know, transactions finally going through or, you know, employees logging into a a building that wasn't even kitted out before. Yeah. It's like seeing them to the finish line. There's still a degree of that even as a consultant, I think, or as a ancillary service, you know, seeing those businesses succeed is kind of the goal. I like that a lot about soft the software side at least I kind of live through those end users.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, and and another great thing about like all the all the markets and the travel that we do is that we meet so many ancillary businesses and so many uh, very crucial businesses that the the operator should know, right? And we've had the fortunate opportunities to become almost like really good friends and partners with these companies. So for us to bring them to the table as well, you know, it's like, have you met a POS company yet? Do you have someone for payroll?
0: You know, what are you using for your HR? Like kind of not only are you aware of some of the problems, but you have some some solutions, um, some marketplace solutions ready to go too. Yeah, that's excellent. Having worked with some of those companies in other states, too, I imagine it's it's not difficult to set that partnership up, ship up across state lines or in a new market. Correct. Yeah, not at all. That's excellent to see the the industry grow that way and and grow together in that way too. I think integrating with the world and you know collaborating with these folks that do their aspect of the industry the best is the way forward. Um, it it can be tempting at times to try to sweep up other other areas of the space or try to to do more than your core and um, it's risky. <laughs> seen it, it that. Is. Seen people fly too close to the sun. Um, with those thoughts,
1: yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more
0: well when we when we spoke um, last time, we talked a little bit about uh, the necessity of kind of building up a mass market before a craft market can kind of get traction, and there are a lot of craft growers and craft size licensees that are um, you know grinding already, churning out quality what's the What's kind of your perspective on the craft versus mass? approach and i mean guess who are your your main clients right now with curate
1: so the craft market is like the micro businesses and everyone involved in craft is such a big um kind of steeple i think for any any market
0: it's It's the culture too man in the craft side (laughs) yeah it's it's a lot of legacy guys (laughs) it's a
1: hundred percent the culture and it's like from from the folks of the town and the state and, and the market, right. It's like their own stuff. So I'm a big supporter in it, but I also think some of the best stuff comes, comes from there. Um, yeah. So
0: there's kind of moral reasons and quality reasons to support on the craft side. And it's, it's kind of,
1: and it's fun, right? Like, I mean, you look at anything craft, like even craft beer, like it's such a big part of, you know, a lot of cultures, um, you know so and i think there's a there's a nice kind of feeling too of like in a way uh supporting and and giving back and helping them you know continue to do what they're what they're doing and what i've noticed too is that it kind of goes the other way too right where the craft um micro you know uh cultivators and whatnot when they create something they're so proud of and how they like like with open arms, like share it. And, you know, I know it's a business, but there's also kind of like, put the the money aside. There's like this moment, right?
0: Yeah, that story there is the, that's like the connoisseurship story, you know, that makes the product what it is. I think that elevates craft or can elevate it for quality product because small farms can definitely produce bad product as well. But uh, (laughs) if, I mean, often if they're doing it right, they have a good story. You know, people have been fighting hard for, know what they're passionate about i definitely see the space um, going that direction but i don't know if it's very much a like one or the other it does feel like that that mass market you know million square foot grow is kind of needed to it it to just keep the price actually at at an okay point for that for everybody and like make enough finished goods like tinctures and i don't know things like that it's just maybe the problem is sometimes that's passed off as flour or as like you know premium flower and maybe it should be just used for other products that kind of thing
1: i feel you yeah and it kind of also depends on like really how good it is too because um like i i visited this facility uh last week that has thirty thousand plants That's but then grow it was <laughs> insane but i saw the amount of people that were there to like it wasn't like just pushing carts around and like uh like, people were so invested in these rooms. Actually then, working the
0: plants, trimming, yeah. and keeping the ladies happy, huh? Right. And, like,
1: they were so excited when, like, the plants were coming out of the room and moving to trim and, like, very proud. Um, not something I would have expected to see in a facility with 30,000 plants.
0: That's awesome. So it's so the real secret is being able to scale that, that craft mentality awesome. up to whatever scale you need it to be at. You know, if you're bringing it into a large organization, I guess, be prepared to work. Uh, Yeah. To to keep, to make that energy kind of contagious or bring that passion to the whole workplace is harder. A hundred
1: percent. But you also hit on a good point too, right? Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying we need like mediocre, uh, weed or or whatnot. Like, I'm definitely not saying that, but there are so many markets that run out of product. Um, and that's kind of tough. Like
0: right and i think the like that that element and then also being able to more mass create like uh a tincture or yeah. just like a capsules for yeah. you know elderly patients or folks that just need 10 milligrams of thc yeah. there's the connoisseurship element that i i love and that and you love as well but it's sometimes it's like hey if if someone's like in their 80s you know maybe it's just important to take 30 milligrams measured and have that 30 milligrams at like a reasonable price. And that's where I think these big grows can be a lifesaver, you know, just cause they're churning out quantity, like, you know, yeah. that we could never imagine. So, yeah. but I don't know, man, it's a, it's a whole problem of, uh, culture and scale and, and agriculture and resources. <laughs> it's a, it's a million dollar question. It's a fun yeah.
1: 100%. <laughs> um, But, yeah, and I do think there's, like, this other element, too, where um, you were kind of alluding to it, right, like, the, like, setting the pace, right, like, some micro businesses, you know, these craft growers and whatnot, they do need the help on a business side sometimes, you know, from, you know, and, and, like, really knowing how to scale and budget themselves um, and work Alongside uh, the bigger cultivators,
0: still an, a key part of the game. Being able to uh, take their what they're good at and then kind of join the business world if they weren't coming from that before, or get used to it if it's new at scale. Yeah, working with supply chains and vendors and yeah, partners and everything else, right? Contractors. <laughs>
1: yeah, hundred percent.
0: Yeah, the, the the game we uh, we know and love here. <laughs> And I was hoping to be able to call Curate and get you guys involved in my business last year, but it came up a little short in the in the Missouri Micro Business Lottery. So I'm going for round two again, nice. um, which, as you may know already, it's coming around in the summer. Yeah. So hopefully that that time will come and I can be a like a firsthand uh, witness through one of these Curate processes, seeing it from cradle to to life there.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm excited. <laughs> I'm, I'll, I'll be rooting for you. Um, we, ha- we are helping out with a bunch of folks from round one and, um, we'll be there educating all the
0: licensed applicants for round two. Ooh, that's awesome. I saw you guys were making that, that tour, um, putting on conferences and bringing some knowledge to all the, all the applicants. Yeah. That's excellent. And yeah, being able to help, you know, in-state applicants with markets that they are not familiar with or that they just haven't seen, is, uh, invaluable for sure how about your cannabis habits lately? Have you been, um, have you been consuming anything different? Have you been consuming differently or finding any other products you're a fan of?
1: Yes. Yeah, so yes. <laughs> across um, the board. <laughs> across the board. I mean, I, you know, with the travel and meeting a lot of the folks, um, you know, samples are definitely, uh, an abundant. Um, so
0: not a so bad I, problem to have, right?
1: Not a bad problem to
0: have. <laughs> um,
1: you know, I am still very so on the, the gummy kick at night. Um, you know, you have like a 10 milligram gummy. Kind um, of winding down. Um, yeah, winding down. Um, sometimes you feel like cutting it in half. And, you know, I, I still love that moment where it allows me to take the million things that are going through my head and focus on one and kind of give it its time that it needs and shut the rest of the
0: world out. Um, Sometimes just, there's those tasks that you need to get to at the end of the day. Uh, just yeah. even normally that's the ones that are finally for yourself. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, and, and ride that out. Uh, but I will say going back to a previous time in my life where there was this moment with, you know, the buddies and just like huddling around conversation and taking some flour and kind of experiencing the flower by smelling it or touching it and looking at it and then rolling it and then sharing it and having that experience with one to four people um i got back into that and just appreciating that moment you know and it and it goes beyond um the plant it goes with who you are and who you are are with but the plant is bringing that back down you know to
0: this moment that you're sharing. Yeah. Getting the, uh, getting back to the joint circles. Yeah. And <laughs> I awesome. have
1: found myself wanting to, or being a part of that a lot more and trying a lot of things. And I'm like the worst at knowing like what, it, like, you know, as far as what strain and, you know, like what farm it came from and all that. But, um, I feel like I kind of
0: like when you go, I'm like sampling everything, you know? Yeah. Uh, beginning to try so much you start to see what you yeah. like maybe yeah. versus what you don't and that's i think that's one of those first steps of that connoisseurship too and just appreciating flower and a craft product yeah
1: there there is this company though um based out of la and you know i've seen them in canada uh, i've seen them in michigan i've seen them in missouri um they're called higgs h-i-g-g-s um i'll introduce you to them um uh, and they make you know, uh, you know, wherever they're getting it from, I, I don't know their full full history and like what farms it's coming from, but their product is consistently good
0: in every market. So they've uh, been able to take that model and yeah. move it, you know, actually set it up again, different environments, different people. That's yeah. an accomplishment by itself before you even even try the product.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I've I've been fortunate to um, invite them. Uh, or do some events with them in some of the markets and you know they have um, samples and whatnot for the people to try but uh but yeah i am a i will say uh get a little smile anytime someone's like oh you know, you know this.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's this always a, a brand please, you know yeah. yeah and that's cool too when you're jumping markets and you do see that brand that yeah that played the game right and they're already popping up in a new space like oh damn okay yeah. all right this is that's definitely taking it to the next level getting ready for scale I know the markets make it hard to do that right now but it's possible um, yeah. with the right business setup or the partnerships that's a uh, a new game hopefully we'll see evolve more this year with all these talks of potential de-schedule or decrim and who knows what else yeah um, around the consumption habits um, when it comes to parenting and like you know raising kids at home and that kind of thing how does that affect your consumption style? Um, my, my daughter will be one here soon and it's definitely toned back the, yeah. the amount of concentrates I was consuming when we recorded our episode last year. <laughs> my, my dabs today ratio is, is different for sure. Yeah, it is. Um, I wouldn't say it's a, it's a challenge, but it does, it
1: has changed my habits a bit too, where, um, even consuming an edible, I just choose to do it, say after hours,
0: right? I have to kind of wait till you have that time. Uh, yeah,
1: to have that time. So, if um, he were to need anything or want anything, or he has like my full kind of uh, attention, you know. And
0: yes, yeah. yeah, being fully there. Yeah, what have you thought anything about the future uh, when he's old enough to ask questions and how how to embrace that or or swerve around that obstacle because man, I've mulled over some ideas about what I'm really going to say and having at least 55 episodes out like this, I think it's going to be hard. Uh. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of funny that you say that. So I, um, we have, we have a storm here in LA right now. And so yesterday we were told we needed to stay indoors. So I, my wife and I were like, why don't we just like clean, right? Let's make some food and us clean. And I was putting away all these magazines, and they there's a few magazines that I have a highlight in that I have kept. Um, now it's a magazine. Like I, I could. I was thinking, like, what if my son's going through this, and he's like, oh, he sees a picture of his dad, and then like is reading this. It's about cannabis, you know. So
0: right, you know, the I questions know, are coming after that. <laughs> yeah, you know,
1: I don't, I don't know the answer. Uh, I do have some colleagues that have. Uh, their kids are a little more up in age than mine like the five and seven and they're kind of going through it too so i'm kind of sitting back and seeing how how they navigate but i feel that um you know and no judgment here to to anybody but you know like for instance i grew up watching movies with a lot of profanity at a really young age and, and stuff like that and they weren't censored from me. There were some things that my parents were like, maybe you shouldn't be watching that or whatnot. Maybe it involved more like death and whatnot. But as far as like the profanity and some of the things that the behaviors I was seeing, I still somehow knew that like that was not okay to say, or, or it's not do that it.
0: you saw it in the movie and re, you know yeah. sought to recreate it. There's something yeah. to it see it for entertainment versus yeah. but doing I guarantee it.
1: you. <laughs> there was some teaching somehow that my parents were kind of putting in there and, and there was, was some temperance being, uh, instilled there. Huh? Yeah. So, so I'm trying to see how to associate that. Like, you know, um, and then the thing is there's, there is the whole side to how this plant helps, um, people right on uh, many aspects. Right.
0: So that might is, be the bridge to the yeah. conversation. I yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of what I was thinking. Because you can kind of discuss the medicinal piece, or discuss it as medicine, or as like a, you know, a, like a meditative thing, uh, I guess. But yeah. yeah, I'm worried about that. I'm happy she's just babbling and making noises <laughs> for now. <Yeah. laughs> At the same time, you know, you want them to eventually ask those questions and and challenge the world, man, and be curious. But it's a uh, it's hard to know what the right thing to say. My family was um, against it a hundred percent, and I had to, you know learn, consume and, and try kind of off the radar. Yeah. Uh, Which maybe isn't the best. I feel maybe some guidance could have been slightly better, but at the same time, you don't want to necessarily encourage more than you, more than you should.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. And, and, you know, and I think like us as parents too, because our best interest is for our child and and molding their minds, you know, um, for the best that they can be. I think we'll be okay. Like you know what I mean? Because right, like, we have <laughs> yeah. good intentions and we're really happy with what we're doing and how we're helping. You know, the rest of the cannabis world. So, I think like it'll be apparent on what we should do.
0: Right, and it's going to become mainstream, man. With so many markets um, with cannabis already, um, folks have been going through it for you know years in Colorado. Just I'm just yeah. turning the corner now. <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, cool man well what about 2024 conference plans are you keeping up the travel velocity or are you toning it back for the year
1: you know the velocity might only be toned back just like a smidge because um i don't think that it's in the actual conferences anymore Um now granted there will be some but i think that with the amount of education these markets are asking for and want um, these events these meetups these educational like moments where people can ask questions uh, those I'm finding a lot of value in which kind means kind of
0: smaller more, t- more targeted events huh
1: yeah and, and getting the rooms with the right people in there right so the people attending leave feeling like that was I love the vibe got everything that I needed. Also, if I didn't, I know I have this you know, uh, ecosystem of people I can reach out to. So events, attending events, putting on our own events, and still hitting shows that are timed right for markets that we're working in.
0: Yeah, there's some of those shows are just a good, they're very good at bringing everyone together or make it kind of an open space, but uh, it can be overkill uh, for sure if you're looking at a national scale with so many markets popping up you'd be ping-ponging all over the place uh, to really see all of them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but um, any big plans for for 2024 then for Curate?
1: You know what? I I see a lot of growth um, for Curate in 2024 with with New York and all of its positivity. You know, you don't need to get into... Onwards and upwards from here, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And... You know, Jersey has been a very slow play, but is coming in strong. And, you know, Maryland's going to get there and Minnesota is, you know, just wrapping up for when they're when they're ready to go.
0: Those um, new markets, man. Yeah. yeah. They can have all the new kind of new energy, new consumers. Yeah. There's a lot of good a lot of good things about riding those through.
1: Yeah, and So you know, there's going to be really big things happening for curate in those markets. Also on um, on curate's LinkedIn. I mean, this isn't really about 2024, but we have, you know, we've we were there for Canada's legalization. We were there for New Mexico going, um, you know, going legal. Like all the a lot of Mississippi. So we uh, we're sharing a lot of the content and the information um, on our LinkedIn and giving people insight of some of these like beautiful dispensaries uh, that we helped
0: help build. Um, oh, sweet. Sh- yeah. Showing some case studies and kind of how the experience has been for other customers. Yeah. Okay. Awesome, man. Yeah, I'll have to check that out here. And definitely listeners, connect with LinkedIn or connect with Curate on LinkedIn. And yeah. look for Munir on there. And um, man, I just want to thank you again for joining the... Uh, the kickoff here for the second season, and we'll yeah. see if we can uh, make a habit of it and have you on here in uh, 2024. Man, wish you guys all the luck for the industry as it as it grows with these new markets. Where can folks connect with you if they have any questions or you want to start uh, building a profile of services there at Curate?
1: Yeah, the best way to get a hold of me is on LinkedIn. Just uh, Manirak curate.tech look, look me up through Curate on LinkedIn. I'm very receptive to um, the messages, and just connecting with folks.
0: Hey, awesome man. Thank you again, Manu. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Apartment 113 podcast. For more information about the show and our range of services, visit apt113.com. We offer cannabis software product management and agile coaching, along with writing services and weekly content. With over a decade of experience in the cannabis industry, Apartment 113 is here to help. If you want to stay connected, subscribe to the newsletter on our site and to the show on your podcast platform of choice.